Welcome to the Notes by Your Music Artist Impact Podcast, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. Here's your host, Paul Gibbs. Thank you very much. Hi, friends. I'm Paul, and welcome to the podcast. Hope you're doing well whenever and wherever you happen to be listening. We're going to talk this time about uh, some of the common traps that independent artists kind of fall into. And we're reading from an article uh, from a website called Indie Connect. You guys may have seen some of this on uh, that website or other ones. I uh, would like to share some of this with you. We're going to do this in stages, in uh, separate portions, if you will. So we're going to talk about uh, uh, maybe the first uh, four or five here in this podcast. We'll continue uh, in upcoming podcasts. All right. So... Uh, you know, and we all fall into these traps, don't we? Yeah, I mean, I have. As a as an indie artist myself, I have uh, I can relate to most of these at one point or another. And uh, so I'm, yeah. So we're we're preaching to the choir here as well. First of all, something I think we all need to pay attention to is uh, is to know our strengths and also our weaknesses. Yeah, we have to know what we're good at and also what we're not good at. And I think starting out, we definitely all want to be good at everything, don't we? I mean, that's that's natural. That that's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But I think realizing uh as we mature, if you will, in our uh, career, musical career, or any career really, is to know what we're really good at and also know what we're not that good at. Now, here's an example uh, from this article, uh, and and I, I've done this. I'm going to relate to this myself. Is uh, singers who insist on also playing their own musical instrument or instruments, or maybe it's the other way around, but they don't. But and some are very good at all of that. But we're talking about those who really don't have, maybe, shall we say, adequate talent in all areas. Uh, See, uh, another example is a great rhythm guitar player who insists on on playing a, a lead, playing a solo, even though the lead guitarist would do a much better job. And... And maybe that lead guitarist is not as good a rhythm player as the rhythm player is. Knowing our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, Bands who think they can please everyone can sometimes fall into this category. Like, for example, a band that's really good at country music, but maybe, what, what shall I say, are getting bored with it? and try to do some hard rock or something else or some jazz or whatever. And they just can't do it that well. So it's important, friends, to know what you do best and stick with it, especially when someone else could maybe do the job much better. Okay. All right. I'll give you a little bit of an example from my own experience. When I first started writing and recording way back in the 90s, um, I wanted to play all of the instruments and sing all of the parts. Well, (laughs) 
I realized, it, and it took me quite a while to realize, oh my goodness, I, I just can't do that. Or I, I can, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be the best. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so number two, not studying the business, the music business. It's important, guys, it's, gals, it's important to know and manage the financial side of your career. If, if, that is, if that plays a part in it, you've got to do it and do it well. It's important uh, to know how the music business really works. And if you don't know this, it can cause you maybe, for example, to overlook some of the income streams that you might uh, be able to develop. You might enter into bad contracts and just make bad career decisions. So become a student of the industry. Study what is happening in music business. Keep on top of current technology and marketing trends, uh, maybe legal situations as far as they pertain to you, like copyright laws, uh, how the economy is affecting venues and things like that. Uh, boy, doesn't that hit home for the, the, the recent years of the pandemic. Uh, and all of this is going to put you miles ahead of your competition. All right. Uh, let's back up. Let's, let's back step just for one moment and say, you know what? If you are uh, fall into that first category uh, of trying to do it all, all right, this might be something that you might be better off handing off to somebody else when it comes to the business side. All right, I'll just leave that there uh, and uh, just keep that in mind. All right. Number three, being impatient. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm there too. Being impatient, you know, many artists are just some, simply not willing to pay your dues. All right. And this plays out in any of several ways. We often get frustrated. We take it out on the people around us. Yeah, they blame the world, blaming the world for not recognizing your amazing talent. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I always say, and I don't claim originality, some people don't fail. They just don't succeed fast enough. And it's and in the article says, often you end up quitting prematurely. Sometimes, friend, you quit just before your big break was about to hit. Very few artists who were truly discovered, shall we say, uh, and never had to pay their dues. Very few. Everybody has to pay their dues. And for most artists, the road to overnight success is a long and rocky road. Yeah, it's not a short one. So keep in mind, friends, that there are many amazing underground artists, if you will, who have been around for decades and they still haven't, quote-unquote, made it to widespread commercial success. Remember that, friends. You, 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 you've got to pay the dues. I know it seems like everybody else is getting there faster than you are, but in, in, you know how they say enjoy the journey? You really need to enjoy the journey. Let's, let's put it this way. If, if you're not happy playing your music, playing your songs, singing your songs in front of a crowd of 10 or 20 people, I'll tell you what, this is true. You won't be happy singing in front of or performing in front of a crowd of a thousand. You won't. I guarantee it. Because do you love what you do or do you just love the success? 
And when I'm talking to uh, Christian musicians that are saying, you know, we're doing this for the Lord, the numbers don't matter. Now, if if it's God's will for you to be, uh, let's we'll use the word successful, and support yourself or your family with the music that God has given you, well, so be it. If that's his will for you, but still, we have to do it his way. We have to ask for his guidance. Yeah. All right. So, patience, my friend. Patience. Especially if you're doing it for the Lord. He has his, he, his time. It'll be his time, his way. Let's move on. Number four, not relating to your audience. You know, many artists are very good at what they do, but they somehow miss the boat when it comes to connecting with your audience. Another, an example here would be the artist who keeps his or her eyes closed all the way through every single song. All right, now it, we're not saying it's wrong to close your eyes a little bit, but if you never connect, make eye contact with your audience, hmm, yeah, okay, all right, get where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm kind of guilty for that. I never close my eyes through the whole thing because I'd probably fall down, but uh, I have to kind of remind myself now and then when I'm up there singing for people to connect with them. And it's not just eye contact. It's, it's body language. It's gesturing toward your audience. It's, it's making it's remarks that are, you know, to engage your audience and at maybe asking for a little bit of a response to a question or something like that. All right, you've got to relate to your audience. Another example is the band that drags out guitar solos. Oh, boy, somebody's rolling their eyes. A band that drags out guitar solos far beyond what the audience is, uh, shall we say, willing to listen to. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah, but it, yeah, I know you bass players are saying, yeah, what about us? We never get a solo. And if we do, and, and if you do, you just, it's really short, huh? Okay. <laughs> How about back in the 70s when every song had a drum solo? <laughs> oh, boy, I can remember some of those days. All right. Well, uh, the goal is to turn your audience into raving fans. All right. Well, maybe not raving, but <laughs> the only way is to, to do that is to make every person feel like you are singing or playing to them and for them. After after all, they're the ones that came and they're the ones that are uh, paying your your gig fee if there is one. Those are for the ones for maybe for quite often for Christian artists. Those are the ones that are going to put into the offering plate and maybe buy a CD or two after the uh, after the event is over. Okay, all right. You know where I'm going from here. Now I know somebody needs to hear this. All right, one more for this time, and that is putting out poor quality. It's another trap that we fall into quite often. Uh, And I know that, you know, we all don't, none of us really want to do that. But regardless of how good we are in in one or more areas, we we can often settle for less quality in other areas. Okay? Um. So let's continue with this. Every facet of your business, of your music, should be the best it can be. And this includes your recordings, your videos, your website, your social network sites, your Facebook and Instagram, newsletters if you have them, live performances if that's what you do, and any other connection you have with the public or with the music industry. These are definitely not areas in which you should skimp. 
Okay. Uh, I'll just elaborate on that just uh, a little bit here, and then we'll finish up uh, next time on this. Uh, probably going to have a couple, couple, maybe two more podcasts on this on this topic. There's a lot of a lot of information here, a lot of content that we want to share with you. Um, so let's let's take for example your website, and I am guilty of this. I'll be the first one to say, and many of us artists are guilty of not keeping our websites up to date, or just getting a basic website out there, and we don't ever really, uh, you know, just make it basic and just leave it. We don't update it. We don't make it nice. That so there's no, maybe you started it. Shall I say maybe you started it a couple years ago? Maybe you started it during the pandemic because you wanted to have a website. You felt like you should, or somebody told me, told me, told you that you should have a website, but you've really never done anything with it. All right, maybe uh, you've got an Instagram, but you don't ever post on it. Same with your Facebook page, uh, or maybe you don't even have one of those, either one of those. All right, um, recording is is the recording quality that you're putting out there, if you are, is that, uh, does that equal or, or similar to what you do when you go out and play live? I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly, of course, uh, you may be more of an unplugged sound when you go live, but, uh, let's say you, you record, but let's say, I'm just take an example here. Let's say you go out and you perform, uh, you do, uh, concerts, maybe it's, you know, gun, maybe it's in churches or wherever, and it's you and your guitar. Okay, that's cool. And then you go into the studio, and people have told you that you should have a re- have a CD. Do you have any recordings we can we can have we can purchase? So you go into the studio, or maybe you you can't afford to go into a studio, so you just do it in your bedroom, and you're passing out CDs that you've recorded in your bedroom. The quality is you know, so so, and you've slapped a label on it with a handwritten your name on it. And you're and you're giving that out. Okay, that's if that's the best you can do, that's okay to start there, but don't stay there. You're make make everything uh, the best quality that you can make it. And we're not talking about spending a million dollars, okay? Um, also, let's see what what else did we mention here? Uh, video, okay. If you're putting videos on your YouTube channel, this is one where kind of, some people kind of fall short. Uh, and make sure that the video quality is good and that the sound quality is good because people might watch a they might watch a uh, a video that, that where the sound is good but the video quality is a little off. But if they're watching a video that's good, the video quality is good, but the sound is terrible, they're not going to stay with it. They're going to just click click onto something else. Okay, uh, enough said on that. So. Uh, that's we'll we'll stop there. We've got lots more to share on this topic, and uh, we will do that next time. Until then, I want to ask you to please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Notespire Music TV, and also follow Notespire Music uh, on our Facebook and Instagram pages, and also. Uh, Check out our website at notespiremusic.com, which we try to keep updated, okay, uh, for things that Notespire Music offers. And please uh, do remember that uh, we're always looking for your music for our radio station, which is WNSMDB Notespire Radio. And, of course, our email is info at 
notespiremusic.com. Friends, I'm Paul Gibbs, and I will see you next time. Uh, Sometimes you get myself, sometimes you get Nate Miller doing this podcast, sometimes you get the both of us, and uh, yeah, you get two for one. Well, until we see you again, please do take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Until next time, God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Artist Impact Podcast, a production of Notespire Music, LLC. At Notespire Music, we empower independent Christian musicians to grow their God-given music potential by refining their craft and extending their music ministry reach. Notespire Music, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. For more information, visit notespiremusic.com. And join us next time for the Notespire Music Artist Impact.